The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Everybody, hello, hello! Oh, Welcome please. to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times <laughs> in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. It's our first video show back live, you guys. So uh, hopefully we don't have too many technical difficulties, but we're glad to be back. And let's get started by saying hello to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. The opening song usually plays longer, so it threw me. <laughs> um, they cut it short, and then a voice comes in saying, "We're on." That's absolutely not acceptable on this show. <laughs> so let's get it right, kiddos. We got to hear the music. When the music ends, Jimmy comes in with his announcement. It did. It ended weird. Well, it was very surprising to me, and I don't <laughs> like surprises when I'm live on television, but I'm happy to be back live on television. And we want to say hi to everybody. What's up, Dee, the woman behind the boards? We got Dee in, uh, in Florida, and we have Scott in, Pen in Philadelphia. So hello, Dee. Hello, Scott. Hello, hey, hey, hello, hey. hello. That was Yay. actually oh, Chad's bed because oh, he put a little voice, reminder and told me that's you when to cut your it. your voice, honey? You're like that's your ears, a, your ears. No, dude. she's like nails on a blackboard. <laughs> I mean, you got to lower the voice. Get more that's sex. your headphones. You got to do No, your... no, no. She's got to be more sultry and more sexy. Let me hear you, sultry, sexy. I don't have that. Well, get it. <laughs> You know what? Get a vibrator and start yourself off a little bit. Maybe you'll get sexy. No. All right. Listen. Actually, everybody in the chat room talks about how much they love her voice. They love her voice? Yeah. I, I, I love Dee's voice. very, very shrieky. That's because you have the headphones turned up way too loud, I'm telling you. We just turned your headphones up. Well, how come the, the guy sounds good? Huh? Well, he's a radio Well, my guy. voice is not know. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She did it again. She did no. it again. She's like an electrocution. I love her. Listen, honey, seriously. Let's let's get a little lesson here. Let's do this. Hello. Bring it down. Three octaves. I, I have one optic. I tried. That's just oh, wait, that was voice. pretty. That's better already. That's better. We love you, D. Because you sh see, on TV or radio, you should never shout. You're supposed to speak in a very monotone voice. That's why he yells at me all the time, too, well, that's, D. That's, that's, that's <laughs> different. No, really. Because, you know, the voice levels go. I mean, I've been in the business 58 years. I know sound, and I know lighting, and I know film. But, and I'm told all the time when I do a movie, keep it one level, unless, of course, you're angry, and then you raise it or to fit the script. But when you're doing a show like this, you have to be very level. Keep it always one level, because if it goes up and down, it could be very annoying to the listeners. So, Dee, say hello. So there we are. There's a lesson. No, we don't want to give lessons. Yeah, we love Dee. We love I you. I like her, too. If I didn't like her, I wouldn't tell her. I would, I would just ignore her. Actually, in the chat room, they say they love her voice. So there you go. And we got a lot of people in the chat room. So first of all, let's do it again. So what's up, everybody? First, we want to say hello to Dee in Florida. Hi, oh, Dee. Hello. How are you? 
Oh now my that, gosh, nice. that's fabulous. Now that's great. Now you're a pro. I love it. That is so fucking fabulous. Okay. Stay like that. You sound so elegant, so sophisticated, and so professional. Absolutely, that's where you darling. want to stay. That's beautiful. Absolutely, darling. Anything for you? It's the Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell show. So whatever you oh, need me to do. See that? I got you. <laughs> then we've got Scott in Pennsylvania. Wait, kissing ass always works. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Scott in Pennsylvania. Say hi to everybody, Scott. Hey, guys. How y'all doing tonight? There you go. Doing, you gotta, like, love it. So we have a chat room full of people, you guys. We want to say hi to B. Claudia in Germany. They're all saying hi to D. And, and you Scott. Too, you too. Don't shout into I can't the help mic. it. That's the way I am. Another fucking loud mouth. I, I Lower it down. <laughs> nope. That's the way I talk, and that's know, why people love me. They love you. Yes. So we have Jimmy from the Aquarius View in the chat room. Uh, we have Illy from Estonia in, chat, in the chat room. We have Eileen Shapiro, who's going to be live sitting with us in our studio Next week on Wednesday, she's coming I, to Palm I, Springs. Eileen, save me. Eileen, do you still want to marry me? I promise you I will divorce Jimmy for you. <laughs> but seriously, Eileen, you must save me. I'm being torn to pieces by this stupid radio show, TV show, whatever it is that I'm doing. You got to like love it. Oh, my God. There's a lot of people in the chat room. So hello, everybody in the chat room. We're going to have a really fun show for you guys today. Um, coming up first. Our first guest is Gretchen Bonaducci. You guys know her as uh, from the TV show Breaking Bonaducci, and uh, her husband, uh, ex, ex husband, ex, is Danny Bonaducci from the Partridge Family. And we met her right. at an event here in Palm Springs like two weeks ago, right? Yes, and we met Danny many times. Um, Danny's all over. I've never met Danny. You've never met Danny? No. Oh, Danny's like wallpaper. He's all over. Okay. <laughs> That's an old expression when people use wallpaper. Then we also have uh, Alex Reinhardt, who's the star of a film that we recently saw when we were in Beverly Hills called Art of the Dead. And I'm absolutely crazy about her. She's going to be the next great actress of our time. She's fabulous. Uh, Beautiful, and can she act? And she's just wonderful. There's a presence that she has on film that only uh, movie stars have. That's right, and we're going to have a blast. So Eileen's coming in on Tuesday. It's Oscar week next week. Wait, wait, don't don't push the Eileen away. Okay. Eileen, bring a bathing suit, bring two gowns. I will do your hair when we go to the Oscars. We must look gorgeous at the Oscars. We must look like New Yorkers, not like uh, Californians. How they go to the Oscars, some of these people from California, they wear like, you know, gardening pants and a little blouse. Ugh. We're going there like stars. We're going to dazzle them, right, Eileen? We're going to walk on that red carpet and knock them dead. See, I'm delusional at times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to have a blast, you guys. We have so many cool events coming up next week. Eileen's coming in Tuesday. On Wednesday, we're going. No, Wednesday she's coming. She's coming Tuesday. Why don't I ever get anything right? I don't know. Am I like needing a brain? I don't know, but how could she come on Wednesday and be on the show on Wednesday? It wouldn't really make any sense. Well, I said that we're going to a dinner party tonight at Tony and Garrick's, and uh, Rory and... And uh, Scott are coming. And I said to Scott on Facebook today, see you next Saturday at the party. And he said, no one, it's tonight. <laughs> so I mean, I've been screwing up on all of our appointments, all of our dates. I've been giving out all the worst information. I really think that something has gone in my brain. I think maybe it was her voice. It, it, it like burnt out some fuses. Yeah, well, what happened brain. about when you? But when you when you gave uh, Denise Roy, D. 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 What, what's her real name? Her name's D. No, it's not D. Yeah, it is. Nobody's named D. I'm sure they are. No, it's short for so- Denise. D is D your full name or what's your whole name? She's not. She's not even plugged in to talk to us. Hey, D. See that? <laughs> I am. Can you hear me? 
Yes. What's your real name? D is not. It is D. It is not. It, She's got to be Denise or, or what's your name? My name is Danielle. Oh my God, now, that's, that's so a beautiful. beautiful name. I'm not <laughs> listen, sweetie. With the new voice and Danielle, you're a piece of ass. I am not going to tolerate any other shit. Your name is beautiful. Danielle, it's such an elegant oh, name. Oh yeah, she, she, <laughs> D, D sounds like something from a, from the Supremes. No, 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 no. She's Danielle with the sexy voice. I love her. <laughs> well, you couldn't hear me because I was not trying to speak so loud, and then I had to speak louder so you could hear me. That's why you couldn't hear me at first. There no, you go. no, no, but you have to keep that sexy voice because it's so important to be uh, sexy when you when it's audio. You're fabulous. <laughs> no, I like You're you. fabulous, Danielle. Danielle <laughs> with the sexy voice. I like D, though, because D's no, fun. No, D, D, is, D is somebody. You call her Danielle, and I'll no, call her D. D is somebody you meet on a subway in Manhattan. <laughs> hey, D, how you doing, honey? But Danielle is somebody so, you take for cocktails and French dinner. And, and you, you go to the Oscars. And you... <laughs> Danielle, Danielle is a classy broad. That is Jeez. true. I'm watching Mad Men, and I feel like Danielle is very Mad Men-like, and that's one of my favorite eras in this decade is the 50s. Absolutely. Well, that was my era. I, I was a teenager then, a, 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 an older teenager. But Danielle is a beautiful... <laughs> an older teenager. Well, I wasn't a, a 13-year-old. I was 16, 17, 18, and 19. I envy you that you grew up in the 50s. But, but seriously, um, Ava Gardner who I wish you would know if you knew Ava Gardner, had one of the most fabulous voices in Hollywood. And she became a superstar because of her sultry, sexy, foggy voice. I do. I like older then, movies. Then, then Elizabeth Scott, another actress, she had a foggy, sexy voice. And now my dear friend Sadie Katz, who I love and adore, her voice is so outrageous that she's getting roles in movies because her voice is so distinctively sexy so this is what you have to know that a sexy voice goes a lot further than a voice that you would hear in a kitchen yelling you know the fish is ready i will definitely actually, work on my sexy elegant danielle oh voice. yes danielle yes, actually yes, yes. Uh, b claudia from germany is telling you that you're super uh, she says danielle is very glamorous i love danielle I and the Aqua jimmy from kids. the aquarius view says you're too cute no, seriously, I would have named Leslie uh, Danielle. That was one of the names that was on the on the list, but I was afraid they cut it short to Danny. So I named her Leslie. So what do they call her? Les. <laughs> oh, and Lara Spencer from Good Morning America, who's her best friend, named her Lester. So I had to live all those years with Lara coming to my house saying, Hi, Mr. Serego, where's Lester? <laughs> so my daughter had no choice but be Danny or Lester. But she's Leslie. I love those pretty names. Danielle, Leslie, you know, they're, they're pretty names. I'm going back like to Danielle. Bit. I'm more comfortable with the name Danielle. It sounds it's so elegant. And it sounds like a, a sophisticated woman who's been around the world. D, I told you, sounds like a diner waitress. Hey, D, where's my fucking hamburger? Okay, I can understand that. I can definitely see where you're coming from. All right, all right, Ron, you convinced me. <laughs> D, we love you so. We want Danielle. I love you best. Oh yes, Danielle. I gotta. I gotta. I love her more because you're, you're sophisticated. I gotta. Actually, I'm gonna cross down in my notes. You know, we're in my intro. Give, we're trying to give this crappy show some class. <laughs> I sure don't bring class to it. That's for sure. My dirty mouth. <laughs> so maybe Danielle will bring class. Danielle and to Scott our show. bring the class. They'll bring class to our <laughs> show. Honey, honey, honey. Your outfit is bringing all the class it needs. That's well, a Jimmy Star shirt. Fabulous this is a Jimmy today. Oh, this is. 
This is a vintage Jimmy Starr shirt. You could tell by the collar. This is one of the first shirts that Jimmy made when he started to go in business 20-something years ago. And this shirt is about 20 years old. Uh, you could tell because of the, the, the very um, big, long, collar. big collar. I love it. Everywhere I wear it, I get compliments like crazy because Jimmy Starr was the first one to do the insert clothing. 30 years ago when nobody did it. Nobody dared do it. Now I go to the stores and I see $130 for a crappy cotton shirt with inserts. They're out of their minds. Um, Actually, Scott doesn't know that. So, Scott, I used, oh, to, be, Jimmy was a I used to be a celebrity clothing designer and I... Um, I he did. Dr he dressed. Madonna. I did all kind of one of a kind clothes. I dressed Madonna and Elton John, yeah, and I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious, and, and I dressed did, every major horror movie star well, on and, the planet. And he did a handmade, beautiful dress for Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. I love her. Yeah, I dressed Bon Jovi. I dressed all kinds of cool people in one of a kind clothes, and I actually, uh, uh, Dean's got a couple of my shirts from back and in the day. And now he dresses Ron Russell. And now I dress Ron Russell. <laughs> So well, I need, I, I need an updated wardrobe very badly, so maybe you could help me out. Actually, well, anyway, Jimmy not only dresses Ron Russell, but he undresses Ron Russell. There he goes. Oh, and Scott has a, a fabulous-looking family because we did a Skype test the other day, and I met his wife and two sons, right? You have two sons. That is correct, yes. And one of the sons is, was a gamer, and he sat and like helped us with everything, and then the other son now, wait came a minute. in. How old are your sons? Um, well, I have 16-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, and then I have a 10-year-old son. You look 16. I can't, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm asking their ages. I thought you were about 20, 21 years old. Oh, you flatter me, Ron. And his you wife looks me. like no, that, I'm too. Not, I'm not flattering you. I don't, I, don't, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass, as you all know. I don't give away fake compliments. I swear to God. I even said to Jimmy, the kid, I, I'm not calling you the kid anymore. Actually, I, and his wife is kind of like a young Meg Ryan. That's she's nice. gorgeous. Yes, yeah, but she's I always gorgeous. say to Jimmy, "How's the kid doing?" Well, you're not the kid now. I'm gonna say, "How's the old bed doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Scott has has transformed himself to the old bag. But does he look more than twenty one or twenty? No, he looks young. Yeah. He looks okay, like well, kid. if he looks twenty one, I look five. Now you look about no. twelve. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I... You, look like, you, you remind me a little Lulu. Remember the cartoon Little Lulu, the comic book Little Lulu? Yes. Oh, I was going to say, she's not old enough to know Lulu. Oh, no, but I'm she reminds me of little Lulu was this cute little girl stuff. with which she wore polka dot clothes and big bows in her hair. I oh, no, love that polka was dots and Lutz. bows. Wait a <laughs> little Lulu. What did little, anybody out there know what little Lulu looked like? I used to love little Lulu. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, we want to give a shout out real quick. Old. Hannah Clive just joined us from London. What's up, Hannah? You guys hey, Hannah Banana. What's long time no see. And we're going to call We're gonna call our first guest, I think. Does she look like she's online, Scott? All right, so you guys, what we're going to do is we're going to play a song, and while we're playing that song, we're going to get our first guest, the gorgeous and fabulously talented Gretchen Bonaducci. The name of the song is Without You. It's a cover song from the movie Rent, or in the Broadway play Rent that became a movie Rent, and this is her cover of it. We're going to play it for you guys to listen to, and while you're listening to it, we're going to get her on the line. So here we go, everybody. Enjoy Without You by Gretchen Bonaducci. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, you guys, you can't hear the song. We're not sure why. We have to work it out. We so in the meantime, um, are we live now, Dee? Yes, you are. You actually came in just in time. Oh, there we go. We came just in just in, in time. time. <laughs> I found you just in time. My something was da-da getting very hard. 
I think that's not the lyric. I don't know what the lyric is. Just in time. I found you just in time now that I have a heart on. Is that, the, is that No, it? that's not it. Anyway, so maybe we'll just call her live. Uh, can we do that, Scott? Uh, yeah, I'm actually bringing her in right now. All right, perfect. So everybody, we're calling uh, Gretchen Bonaducci. I don't know why I see I was just called her Hannah Clive because Hannah Clive is in the chat room. Because you're a dumbbell. I know, I can't help dumbbell, it. Dumbbell, dumbbell, ring, ring, a ling, ding, dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like love it. Oh, somebody says they could hear it. See that? Who was that? Who said they could hear it? Who is that? <laughs> bitch smack Danielle. Bitch smack. Hey. Her. There she is. Look at that good looking. Hello. Girl. How, how did how did Danny land you? I want to hear that old story. Oh, hold on. We have to like wait. I mean, you're really wait wait. We have to say hi to her first. Nah, skip that shit. You're a hot looking girl. <laughs> the night that I met you, I thought how gorgeous you were. And you are sort of Ava Gardner-ish. Wow, that is incredibly kind. Um, I honestly didn't look this good when I married Danny. <laughs> I've had a lot of help, so I think uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. Well, mm -hmm. I've, met, I've met Danny a few times, and I would have thought that you looked better. <laughs> and then the marriage made you look worse. Danny's a wild guy. He's very way out there. But I like him. He's kind of cool. He's very real, very down to earth, very forward, very tough. Oh, she might not think so. Wait till you hear about her book that we're going to talk no, about. I First, know, we have listen, to introduce her because nobody knows who she is. She can't start talking. She I know, but she can't start talking when we haven't introduced well, her. Well, they're going to think it's Ava Gardner, the jerks that don't know Ava. The ones <laughs> I that love that. Ava That's just fine with me. <laughs> well, wait a minute. The ones that don't know Ava Gardner is dead, they'll think you're Ava Gardner. There you go. So so uh, here's what we're going to do, an official thing, so we have it for the TV oh, also, show. Also, she looks a little bit like my buddy, Julie Newmar. Yeah, she does look like a young I Julie Newmar. You know, the biggest one I get, though, is Priscilla Presley. I yeah, know. I think you look just no, like Julie, Priscilla Presley. I know, I know Julie, Julie Newmar has been a friend of mine for 100 years, and I knew her back in the day when she was, you know, very young and very beautiful. And you look like Julie Newmar. Now I'm seeing the cheekbones, the smile, and the, you, you, you look more oh, like she's Julie. She's so hot. New, Julie Newmar was, she's still a beautiful, I just interviewed How Julie. How can I be upset? All, all of these comparisons, there's not one that you have said. Like, how flattering. That's so awesome. I thank God you guys don't have my yearbook because you would be like, oh, my God, look at her in high school. No, the first time I looked at you, I thought you looked like Boris Karloff. But oh, then it, okay. <laughs> for those of you out there who don't know who Boris Karloff is, he played Frankenstein. But anyway, uh, yes, you're very beautiful, and I'm sure Danny. And I want to do an introduction. Danny's eating his heart out. I want to do an intro now, so we have an intro for the TV show, or otherwise we don't have it. I can't send it to Comcast oh, without an intro. Fuck up and introduce <laughs> Jesus Christ! He All right, everybody. Now up. we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous. Gretchen Bonaducci, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What an honor. What You guys are so much fun. Like, how can I have a better afternoon than talking to you guys? There you That's go. That's very nice. You could have sex with, with the hot young guy. That's maybe better. No, she's got a hot boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. We so saw her boyfriend? Yeah. Who was, which one was the boyfriend? Her boyfriend was the rock star guy at the, uh, at the event that we went to. Oh. Well, everybody, we met Gretchen well, a few the, weeks shut, ago at, shut, shut, at the lip sync for a cure quiet, thing. Quiet, quiet. You, right. you opened the door. That's your boyfriend? <laughs> yes, that is my boyfriend. We have been together for 10 years, a long time. Do you want to get intimate with us about it? I'm open to whatever you guys want to talk about. I might not answer, but is, ask is, me. Is, <laughs> is he as good in bed as he looks? Better. 
<laughs> oh, you're a girl after my heart. <laughs> you got to like love it. So hold on. Let's make some introductions so everybody knows. Yes. Um, this is the, my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How do you do, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. Then we've got two people behind the boards. We have Scott in Pennsylvania. Say hi, Scott. Hey, hey. There you go. And we've got D down in Florida. Say hi, D. Hello. Oh, hello. Danielle. Danielle, I'm sorry. Danielle, you dummy. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. There you go. That oh, was good. She tried to... <laughs> now she sounds like little Lulu for sure. And we have a chat room full of people right now. We have England, Germany, the UK, Estonia, Canada, and the United States, and, and uh, Australia, Australia represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Like how awesome that anyone's interested in me at all. So especially all over the world. Like, that's amazing. Lose that. Lose that. <laughs> that was when you were in your yearbook. Now that now you you're are gorgeous and a superstar, lose that. They're, they're lucky to get you bullshit. You're lucky to give them who you are. There you go. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know what? I just am so flattered and honored to be in this business at all. Like, what an amazing opportunity in life. You know, I've had a couple of TV shows. I produce TV shows. If you live in Hollywood, I've been able to do it like everyone wants to, you know, to go to the Grammys and the Emmys. And, you know, I, I'm just very blessed that I've been able to live the Hollywood life that everyone would wish to live if they could you know it's it's been great i've lived it for 58 years but i lived it when it was fabulous uh, i so lived fabulous. it when it was audrey hepburn grace kelly marilyn monroe my dearest friend jane russell i lived it in the days of the superstars the legendary stars that the studios made now tell me how did you go about doing it from being an ugly girl in the in your high school <laughs> see i'm sure she book? was never no, ugly. i know but i liked i like to go along with the bullshit they give me <laughs> Um, I just grew into my face, and then, of course, I have had, you know, quite a bit of help, which I'm open about. I really, really hate it that people want to make women feel bad about wanting to look as good as you can for as long as you can. What's the problem with that, right? Well, no I, problem. I, I know a lot of women that dynamited their faces, and they look worse now than before. <laughs> You're very lucky that whatever work you had done was minimal and yeah. that you came out so beautiful. But you know, you've seen a lot of these uh, cheekbones, blown up lips, fake uh, tits. I mean, they're a mess. They look like Barbie dolls exploded. And seriously? men don't like it. Oh, my God. When I'm, in, when I'm in Beverly Hills and I'm sitting at a restaurant and I see an old couple and she, she like has had all this work i'm thinking the husband has to be going when did i marry an alien you look like a freaking alien you don't know <laughs> no no they don't look alien aliens are better looking <laughs> but i have many friends that i have told you overdid it you look like years ago they used to have a cupid doll it was a doll with big cheekbones and, and it, that's what they look like blown up cupid dolls it's not attractive i see skinny women they're at like 90 pounds and they're 42 double d chest and they look ridiculous their tits look like they're going to fall forward or they have, they have a 70 year old woman with 3,000 extensions and her hair she looks like she got electrocuted rather than <laughs> sexy like a lioness and those right, jobs um, hair extensions. I don't have a million, but I do have some. <laughs> listen, listen, don't compare yourself to those women, please. You're, <laughs> listen, you, you, I could see you still have scars. 
from years ago. We all do. I have scars from when I was young. Not that I was ever bad looking. I was always. Hot. He doesn't mean scars. He means scar like physical scars. He means I like mean, in, mental, in, emotional scars. Emotional scars. <laughs> you know, mine was being called a fag all the time, and they said, "How can we act like a girl? You're such a sissy. You're a fag." And I'd say, "What's a fag?" They knew what a fag was before I did. The straight guys. Anyway, so I carry scars, but I try to get rid of them by saying, "I'm Ron Russell." Story quickly. Mr. Blackwell, my dearest friend in the world, went to Joan Crawford's apartment in New York to see her for the first time. And he and his lover Spencer were sitting in the living room and they could look down the hallway. Down the hallway was outside of Joan's bedroom, a floor to ceiling mirror. And they saw Joan Crawford standing in front of the mirror saying over and over again, I'm Joan Crawford, I'm Joan Crawford, I'm Joan Crawford. Marilyn Monroe did the same thing. She would be Norma Jean in a dressing room, and then she'd go out. Terry Moore told me this. And she'd stand in front of a mirror saying, I'm Marilyn Monroe. So maybe you should do that. You should get in front of it and say, I am, blah, blah, blah. What's your name? Gretchen Bonaduce. Well, I'm, I'm going to say I'm Joan Crawford. I'm going to stand in front of the No, 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 you want to you, no, you stand in front of the mirror and say, I'm Ava Gardner. Yes, I will. I love it. But no, I, you know I think it's more about being humble. I think people that are conceited, it's such a turnoff to me. Like when people want to act like they uh, are just the most beautiful person. And I, I just don't like people like that. I love humble people. I, and I just always want to stay that way. You know, I grew up a Midwestern girl, grew up in the South, moved from Chicago to Chattanooga when I was a sophomore in high school. And um, I just always want to be a down-to-earth, humble person. You know, beauty fades. If you put hang all of your hopes and dreams and everything on that, I mean, I'll be 54 this year. And Wow, and, another another one that looks great. You know, I'm, I just Ooh. feel lucky. You know, I, it's not about, I mean, I'm sure you're right in some respect that I do feel scarred, that I wasn't popular and all that. But really, I just feel like I want to be humble. Like, I have been so lucky in life. You know, I got to marry Danny and we were married 18 years. I don't know if you know, we were married that long and we had an amazing life and two great kids. And um, I just try to look at everything with the positive sort of angle. And so, so, but so, they, what, so what keep went talking? What, I'm going to move so the camera what a little went wrong. <laughs> 18 years, two kids. What went wrong? If you want to give us a little bit. Uh, sure. Well, I just read a book. I don't know if you know about it. Called I do. I do. Surviving Agent Orange and other things I learned from being thrown under the park. Move it, move it, move it over a little bit. We didn't get the whole full book. Move it over, over to your left, right there. You got it. Gretchen Bonaduce, Surviving Agent Orange. That's other things I learned from being thrown under the Partridge family bus is the whole name of the book. Um, and uh, we, we, well, what went wrong in the marriage is when you're married to someone who has addiction issues, it's kind of an impossible situation. What, and, what kind of addiction? There's all sorts of addictions. Oh, he was drinking and drugs and steroids and, you know. So he, he was blood. using, he was using. Yeah, he was using. Uh, <laughs> whose head is that? <laughs> what? So, oh, I'm just looking at uh, the, the view that I have right now. I saw someone. Jimmy's fooling around. Jimmy's playing with our camera, man, camera. And, and he has me on video on the the what the hell is it called? The laptop. Oh, so we'll right. go on the camera soon. But go ahead. I don't want to okay. interrupt. This is good, juicy stuff. Yeah. So um, we got married. I didn't really realize he had the addiction issues that he had. And then I quickly learned. And then it just became my job to try to 
help him and make him better. And so, I mean, I literally laid behind his car and said, you cannot get drugs. If you want to get drugs, you're going to have to run over me. And I'd lay behind his car. And so there were things like that, you know, that I did because I was fighting so hard to try to help him. And, you know, when we first got married, he was kind of a joke. You know, he was kind of the ex-child star gone wrong, which was that whole era where it was Todd Bridges and Dana Plato. Like everybody was kind of in trouble. And so we just worked really hard to try to make him better and repair his reputation. And we did such a good job that he ended up getting a Disney show. He was uh, doing a uh, TV show with uh, Buena Vista TV. And then he did a show with Dick Clark and Mario Lopez called The Other Half, which is kind of the male version of The View. So it was uh, uh, a lot of hard work. And he just really kept betraying me. Like, I, I grew up Southern Baptist. Like, I grew up in a very strict Southern Baptist home. And in some ways, I feel like religion can almost victimize you a little bit because you're so conditioned. I agree. Forgive. forgive. Um, keep your marriage together. So I think I was kind of coming from that place for a really long time because I wanted to save my marriage. And, you know, we had children and we had all these reasons to stay together. And uh, that was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to write the book because I felt like no one really addresses that when you're raised in such a religious situation that you can be victimized by it, by constantly turn the other cheek and forgive and forgive. And that's what I kept doing, you know, and um, I don't regret it. Like, I think I left when I wanted to go, when I was ready to go. And when I saw that there was nothing else I was going to be able to do, if I didn't leave now in six months, I was going to be in the exact same situation. And I didn't really want to be in that anymore. Now, Gretchen, did you suggest a 12 step program? Oh my God, we did everything. We did 12 step, we did rehab, we went to church. I mean, we literally tried everything, but you can't make someone better who doesn't really want to get better or who doesn't think they need it. And at the time, I don't think Danny, you know, felt that way. You know, he'd just come back to LA. He was had a, a really big radio show that was super popular. I we remember that. Yeah, so he was so successful and... Um, he, he's, he's not the kind of person that I think needs to be in this sort of situation. It's too much temptation. You know, it's like having crack on every corner in this town because there's beautiful women who don't care if you're married, you know, that will throw themselves at you. There's drugs, there's alcohol, there's just everything that if you're not a balanced and stable person, you're not going to be able to navigate it. You know, it's just too much. Well, as I said, I've been in Hollywood for years. I came to California in 1949. I was nine years old. My mother was a silent movie actress, and my father set builder, so I was born into the business. And my mother and father kept their marriage for till he died. And my mother was very, very um, old-fashioned, and I was raised old-fashioned, so I've never done drugs, thank God. I mean, I drink a cocktail, I get a little bombed, but that's fun. But I, <laughs> I know. I'm drinking one now. <laughs> right. But I know so many uh, child stars, I won't mention any of them, that got fucked up by drugs. Uh, yeah. da Danny was a victim of Hollywood. Uh, I think had he been in, raised where you were raised, he would not have turned out what he turned out. But in Hollywood. 
you know, look at Judy. Look at Judy Garland. What they did to her: diet pills, ups, downs, tuinols, yeah. quaaludes. They gave her every shit there was in, to keep her going. I think uh, it's in the parenting. I so think it's in the parenting. Danny didn't have a good relationship with his dad. His dad was like a really famous um, uh, screenwriter. Like he wrote for one day, the, one day at a time. Um, what's the Archie Bunker show? I forgot the all name. All in the, the family. All in the family. Uh, he wrote for all these shows, and I think it was difficult for his father to see his son be more successful, you know, than he was. And he was a very, um, he was very verbally abusive to Danny on occasion, physically. I think when you grow up like that, like, and you're a child, and you have the whole world saying, "We love you, you're amazing," and then you go home to a dad that says. I hate you. You're despicable. What you do is one step below pimping, which his dad would say to him. The poor guy had no chance, you know, and I had such compassion for that. You know, I felt like a lot of the things that happened to him were out of his control. You but know, you don't you don't think that um, addiction is is a um, inherited thing? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, addiction is definitely what was the word I'm looking for. It's um, not hereditary. hereditary. Relative, yes. No, that's not what I'm looking for. My sister-in-law, by the way, was an out-and-out junkie for years. She was stoned out of her bird. My nephew and my nieces, you know, they everybody sort of went through a rough time. She cleaned up because she was dealing and the police came, the squad team, to arrest her. She was one of Santa Monica's biggest dealers. They were going to put her in They were going to put her in jail. This is all like 35 years ago. Yeah, they were going to put her in jail. <clears throat> so not to put her in jail, she cleaned up and promised the judge that she would never do or have anything to do with drugs. She went back to college. She got a degree. She became one of the biggest in Santa Monica people that restore and help drug addicts. Uh, good for her. She, she yeah. so, house. So, and my nephew today... Also is clean, and he helps many people. He goes all over the country to live with people to help them to clean. And my sister-in-law swears that uh, drug addiction is definitely a, a disease. That's the word I was looking for. So Danny yeah. suffers. Danny suffered from a disease. Is he still loaded or what? Um, I don't know. Uh, we we haven't been married in a long time, and he's remarried and very happily. And I'm so happy for him. You know, how I about, never how, wanted bad things for him. So how about you? You want to marry the hot guy you're with, or what? You just want to keep him as arm candy, or what? No, well, we've been together ten years. So, um, but I don't think I I need marriage again, and he's fine with that. So, you know, uh, I I just feel like I did that. I did it for eighteen years. I have never once. Er, maybe in a few occasions seeing a divorce end up friendly it always goes bad so why put yourself through that you know we're, we're very happy we've been together 10 years he doesn't care if we get married i don't care if we get married i just feel like when you get married you are risking having things blow apart in an ugly way and i just don't want that i've had all of that i ever want I love it. I, I was married. I was married to a woman for 16 years, and I have two daughters. And she was an alcoholic that didn't want to. She didn't want to accept the fact that she was a drunk, and always a drunk. So when I came to LA, we were living in New York. When I came to LA on business, filming at Universal or whatever, uh, friends would tell me she was plastered for the whole week I was gone, and blah blah blah. Anyway, she took off. She left, and she didn't want any part of me or my children. So I raised. I raised both my daughters alone, which is something that alcoholics do. Uh, they are so loaded, they have no feelings for anyone. They don't care about their families, their children. They just care about the next drink. Jane Russell, the legendary movie star, who was my dearest friend, 
Jane and I were hanging out buddies, she would tell me, the difference between an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic is the alcoholic will drink every drop in that glass, but a person who's not an alcoholic will leave some. And Jane said she cleaned up at 80 years old. She said, who ever heard of a woman at 80 cleaning up her act? And she did, and she died at 89 sober. So wow. there are many success stories now. Question number. I want to talk to you. You'll talk. To you. <laughs> you told me to run. I know, but now I'm back. So. Okay, but wait. Let me just do this and don't get smart because I'll. <laughs> wait, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Wait, he thinks he's going to have wild sex and happy shit. Tomorrow I'm leaving. I'm, gonna yeah. go, I'm going up to Idlewild to the snow. No, anyway, I won't go to Idlewild. That's why I'm going. Uh, <laughs> My son goes to school, actually, in Idlewild. I love, oh, really? I cool. love it up at Idlewild. Where do you live in LA? I currently do, but I have my house on the market. I'm trying to leave. Um, there's nothing more sad than trying to hang on to showbiz when you get older. And I don't want to be one of those people. So um, I listed my house in Las Feliz. It's beautiful. Everybody Google, look for my house. It's I love Las Feliz. That's yeah, well, I'm my house. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, I wouldn't move. And where do you want to move? Wait a minute. I wouldn't go to L.A. for free. I used, no. to live, I used to live in Beverly Hills. I lived on Spalding opposite Beverly Hills High in an right. old 1926 colonial. And those days were wonderful. L.A. was beautiful. Now yeah, L.A. is a bet. sewer. I wouldn't. Yeah. Wait, where do you want to move to? Where do you want to move to? Palm Springs. Uh, well, we actually are thinking about buying a property there so we can come and go because I still do have some business here that, you know, I need to address. So I want to come back and forth. But uh, we put a bid in a house uh, on a house in Arizona. So Everybody's going to Arizona. I would die first. It's so much cheaper. It's so yes. Yeah, but but yeah. But, the, yeah. but but you're not in your element. You know, I thought I was going to retire. We moved to Pennsylvania. I was there four years. I wanted to commit suicide every day. I hated my life. I'm so in the business. If I'm not, a, I mean, what am I going to go talk to a plumber about? I don't like about fucking plumbing. And if I would talk to them, I'd say, well, I just got back from L.A. I made a movie. They'd look at me like, oh, show off, bragger. But honey, that's my business. You like to talk yeah. about pipes. Well, I talk about movies. So yeah. I came back to Palm Springs. Everybody here is legendary. We just lost Carol uh, Channing and my buddy Kay Ballard. So everybody here is in the biz. Everybody we have at our parties is in the biz. So when I talk about my business, I don't look like a show-off or a braggart. You know right. what I mean? And, and if I try kind of difficult because when you are talking to people that aren't in the business and you're just saying what you're doing, a lot of times they think that's coming off as bragging. When you're not, you're just saying, this is what I'm doing. And Exactly, like, oh. exactly. I tell people all the time, if I were a plumber, I would be talking about your toilet is clogged. Now I'm going to unclog it. <laughs> like, that's interesting, right? So right. That's, your, that's your business. But if I talk about, I just... My toilet was clogged while Kim Novak was using it. Then that's bragging because you name dropped. So this is nonsense. In Palm Springs, we all know everybody. So if I talk about you, I'm not name dropping you. And I will talk about you tonight at dinner. We're going to friends' houses for dinner. And I'm going to talk about that. She knows them. Oh, you know Garrick and Yeah, Tony? they know. She knows Garrick. And <laughs> that's how I met her. Garrick introduced that, me. That, that's where we're going <laughs> for dinner. And I'm going to tell them she's sensational. You know, I, I, I met her briefly at the affair, but who could talk with the crowd? So I want to go back real quick, though. I want to go back because I haven't gotten to talking. First of all, because everybody in the chat room Honey, is asking you, questions. You, you could talk now from. Now. Everybody's talking about the book in the chat room. So first wait, of all, wait, a warning. 
please don't fall asleep. Jimmy's about to ha, 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 ha. So anyway, so first of all, you guys, let's go back so everybody gets it. The name of the book is Surviving Agent Orange and Other Things I Learned from Being Thrown Under the Partridge Family Bus, which I freaking like love. You guys, the book is fabulous. Um, I, I have a copy of it, and I, I only read uh, I read the foreword because I'm getting ready to write a foreword for a book, and the foreword was oh, here amazing. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, the foreword was amazing. So I read the foreword. I read parts of chapters. I haven't had time to read it because I've been busy uh, with stuff, but the, the book is absolutely amazing. You guys need to get it. Um, I think you will like love it. And she's got comments written by all kinds of really cool people, if you know who they are. And one of them, who was at the event that we met her at, but I didn't get to meet her, was Sherry Curry, you guys. And anybody who doesn't know Sherry Curry is like living under a freaking bus, because there's no way you can't well, know who Sherry I'm Curry is. I'm living under a bus. Who's Sherry Curry? Sherry Curry is like the biggest female rock star in the history of music. I haven't a clue. Um, she was, yes, she you was, do. The Runaways. She, she was, was the in the Runaways. Singer. Yeah, the lead singer of the Runaways. The runaways, Sherry Curry, Joan who, who, Jett, Lita Ford. Runaways? It's a band. They're so famous. They made a great movie about it, which I don't know if she liked the movie or not. I liked it because I liked the people you know, in you it. You have to remember, I'm Johnny Mantis, Peggy Lee people. Okay, this is like uncomfortable. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm never putting my arm around you. I want it's, it's I uncomfortable. Divorce. I don't have room. I want a divorce. So wait a second. Man. No, so you guys got to get this book because it's really, really cool. And it's all. And, and, and the thing about it, too, you guys, because I, I wrote down some little notes. So. Imagine it is half of the world would wish my arm was it's, around them. And this son of it a focuses on. OK, you guys, but listen up. Surviving Agent Orange focuses on the rest of the story. Her 18 year marriage to Danny Bonaducci, addiction, infidelity, chaos of celebrity life, divorce, life as a single mother. She's also a musician, a reality star. She's got two kids, Countess Isabella, Countess Isabella and Count. Dante, which I think is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and it's titled them as their first name. So on, on their passports, it says Count Bonaduce and Countess Bonaduce. So whenever it. we go to a foreign country, they're like, oh my God, you have a Count and Countess with you? I'm like, yes, I do. And they go, go through. <laughs> And, well, and you guys, what? Have, wait a minute. When I travel, I have a queen with me. <laughs> yeah. That's true. My queen, my queen beats your counting count. And that's a fun and funny look to life in around the spotlight, you guys. So you definitely want to like get it. Um, she's also since her show Breaking Bonaduce, she's become a producer on tons of great stuff, and she's a phenomenal singer. And she's got a band called the Fatal Eighties. And the Fatal Eighties. So tell us about the Fatal Eighties real quick. I am so lucky that I have fallen into this great group of musicians here. All of them are in other big bands. Like my keyboard player plays in um, Eagles of Death Metal. One of my guys is in the Lords of Acid and Power Man 5000. And we just kind of put together this little side project. And, and I have so many other great musicians. Like I have found the cream of the crop here. And we put together this 80s tribute band. So we just play all the hits, like I Melt With You, Kids in America, Journey, like we do all the great stuff, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. We all dress 80s, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. That's when, so funny. We you, went to a horror you, movie. When are you bringing it to Palm Springs? As soon as I can get out there. It's really hard to find gigs out there. And Vegas, yeah. interestingly enough, is kind of hard because they have so many bands there. That if they bring a band in from out of town, they have to put you up and feed you and stuff. So it's kind of hard even to get out there. I played there a few times, but uh, it's hard. But I would love to come out. If you guys have a friend who's having an 80s birthday party, you guys need to bring my band because they're incredible. I love it. I love so it. awesome. We went, to a, we went to a premiere in November called um, 
clown clown motel, and one of the guys there was was also uh, was in Lords of Acid. Was why I bring it up. Well, I don't know. I forgot what his name was, but one of his guys, and I met one of the guys from Power Man Five Thousand at a convention one time. What has this got to do with anything? That's who's in her band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now he's like. <laughs> and so, so also you guys the fatal 80s have opened up for missing persons the tubes flock of seagulls and the motels and we had the motels on last year they were fabulous get your oh, hand so we had we had such a good time and uh who's the lead singer martha right martha's martha the davis. Yep. davis was on yep. and she was on her farm showing us her llamas and stuff like walking around on her phone on skype showing us like her llamas on her ranch and stuff she was the coolest lady ever all the 80s people are so phenomenal, like Missing Persons, Dale Bozio, fantastic singer, Martha Davis, Mike, Stor Mike Score from uh, Flock of Seagulls, great. I just saw Adam Ant uh, a few months ago. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Eileen my, my business partner's name is Eileen Shapiro. We have a PR company, a really good one. And Adam Ant is her, like, favorite. And she took us to a concert in Philadelphia. She's, She's interviewed him for, like, Every magazine she on the planet. Only, she only wants to. And ball she up. travels all over the Who country. Doesn't, though, really? She no, travels really, everywhere. Oh, I think he's a skinny nothing. I mean, I saw him. <laughs> he's, he doesn't even look like a man. He doesn't even look like a man. He looks like a little girl with a mustache. <laughs> but Eileen will ball him in a minute. Eileen loves Adam. Yeah, that's what she goes every. She went to. She went to go see him in concert in England. In England, like times. three times. Yeah. You know, she goes to England and she and, gets to interview and him. She's too. interviewed him a million times. So I said, just grab his wang and see what happens you know he might like you and say okay like jimmy's got his head jimmy that has his me too that could blow up in her face i know <laughs> but wait jimmy, jimmy has his hand on my knee now if you're not gonna go any further get your fucking hand off my <laughs> yeah. knee. <laughs> yeah you have to wait wow, till it's it. a whole different show than i thought i was doing <laughs> oh we're unfiltered and uncensored you can say whatever you like that we don't we don't play here we tell the truth that's why our show is number one. Because so let's do some no bragging. Phony, no phony shit here. Let's, let's do some bragging I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn you, boy. A Brooklyn boy. I tell the truth. So oh, you're like, I have to say, since you just said that, that is what I bought my boyfriend for one of his gifts. He loves Brooklyn pizza. So I just had Brooklyn pizza FedEx to me, which will arrive today so he can have that for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, my but God. That's like the sweetest he's got, gesture he's ever. He's got to eat it fresh right out of the oven. It's going to be yes. dry. So and I also just made matzo ball soup for him, too, right before I came on here. I was making homemade let me matzo tell, Let me tell you what you do with that pizza before you give it to him. Okay. Get, get a little olive oil and put it in an atomizer where you could spritz it. And okay. just spray it with a little bit of olive oil and then heat it. That'll replenish the softness of it and make it taste better. Ah, thank you, because I want it to be perfect. I've got the homemade matzo ball soup. Got oh. pizza. It's oh, I guess it's not going to be a surprise now, though, because now oh, he knows. Is he watching? No, you know, I, he's working. He's not watching. He'll, he'll be surprised. You guys have got to, <laughs> that's, like, Google. That's so sweet. You guys have to Google Gretchen Bonaducci and look for a boyfriend. He doesn't look like an American rock star. He looks like a British rock star. He is so, like, regal looking. It's not even funny. And he's, like, about six foot, probably, like, five or six yeah, or seven. Yeah, he is. He's huge. I thought he was very cute. And it's and and so she's. It's like when you see them together, you see him, and you know he's some kind of a rock star. And you see her, and she looks exactly like Ava a very Gardner. very young Priscilla Presley. No, and, Ava Gardner. Do you know who Ava Gardner? Yeah, is? I do. But she looks just like Priscilla no, Presley. No, she doesn't. Ava Gardner <laughs> well, is better looking. When than I saw Priscilla you, well, I'm not kidding you. When I first saw you, I was like, oh my god, and I didn't know who you were. I didn't know Wait, that that if was. If we you. had a picture of Ava Gardner next to her, look at the chin. Ava had a strong chin. 
Look at she's got such a great look, smile. Look at the too. cheekbones. Look at the eyes. She's got Ava Gardner's eyebrows. Well, I think she looks like Pris- Priscilla Presley's my generation. So like, no, I but feel Priscilla like she looks Presley like looked like a I don't know what like a, a, a fucking t- super hot lady. No, Ava Gardner was what they call classically beautiful. <laughs> so when I found when I first saw so wait, you, Priscilla Presley had thick eyelashes, black rings around her eyes, no, tons she of makeup. Didn't. Yeah, Ava Gardner. You don't even know who Priscilla Ava, Presley is. <laughs> I don't know Priscilla Presley. I, I was from the Elvis days. You don't even you weren't even born yet when Elvis was. Out. I know, but I saw her in all her like movie roles, yeah, like. But, Naked Gun with I've watched, uh, Leslie yeah, Nielsen. Yeah, but you, you have never watched. Please, see One Touch of Venus with Ava Gardner and you see So she can girl. look like both of them. No, she doesn't. Anyway, so we were at the Lip Sync for a Cure, you guys. And um, and Gretchen Bonaduce played. Who you were McCartney. Paul McCartney. Paul, yeah, we were the Beatles. I was Paul McCartney. My friend Susan Olsen, who was Cindy Brady. She was um, John Lennon. My boyfriend was Ringo because he's a drummer. So I just had to let him be Ringo. And then we had a couple of our friends. We had Yoko do an appearance. Um, I was so bummed. I thought no one's going to beat the Beatles. And I had the beard. I did the whole like. Oh, no, you guys look terrific. You look terrific. You look totally terrific. I knew that Betty Davis would win. But Betty Davis. Because was- 80% of that crowd was gay. And there's no way gay guys are not going to let. I'm, I'm writing a letter to daddy not win. And coming out dressed like baby Jane. <laughs> You know. I thought the person that did uh, I Had the Time of My Life won. Did no. Oh, oh, no, they won. They won the fan one. Right. The oh, fan yeah. one. But the judges, yeah. the judges one was Betty Davis. Right. Anyway, when so, I saw you, when I saw you at the event, I had no idea who you were. And, and I immediately thought Priscilla Presley. And I was like, I wonder who that is. No, with the and beard, then, please I, let me talk. I didn't think she, looked she didn't like, have no. a beard on when I met her. When no, she, but on the stage, I didn't know who she was. I, I know on the stage you didn't, but I I'm not talking about that. I thought she was that. some crazy lesbian. I saw you walking around. <laughs> I saw you walking around. And then I asked Garrick, I said, who's that girl? Do you know? Who that girl the one is. with the beard? No, she didn't have a beard when she first got there. <laughs> I said, "Who is that girl?" And hey, he said, "Forgotten." And he said, beard. "That's Gretchen Bonaduce." And I said, "Really? Oh my God! I have to go like talk to her. I couldn't believe how like phenomenal. Like you were the most beautiful woman in the whole place." And I, no, you I was can't so excited. Say that. There were a couple of other beauties. I think she was the most beautiful well, in the whole Melissa, place. Melissa, he's saying nice things about me. <laughs> no, Melissa is very beautiful, also. Oh my God, uh, is she? And so lovely. I feel so honored to have met her. We were at a um, concert for uh, Three Dog Night, who I love. Oh, my God. Love Three Dog Night. And I I met her there. talking about. Hold on. We're talking about Melissa Niederman. Otherwise, you won't know who we're talking about. Right. Melissa. And I just totally fell in love with her. Such a fun, sweet, giving, like all the things she does for charity. She's so wonderful. Yeah, we love her a lot. But uh, but yeah, did you know? And I think I'm going to be correct in this. I will investigate it. That club has been around forever, the Purple Room, but it was in different names. And if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner both went there in the 1950s when they built it. Wow. So kind of maybe when you were on stage, Ava was there sort of saying, hey, bitch, you look like me. Take the beard off. <laughs> oh, God, that, that is such amazing. I've never heard Ava Gardner before, so that's pretty cool. I look, love her, that. look her up. Look her up. Of I'm course sorry. I know who she is. I've just I never. No, I mean, look, look her up. Get a, get a picture of her that looks similar to a picture that you would take, and you'll see you've got the cheekbones, the eyes, the chin, the mouth. I mean, Ava Gardner to me was one of the most beautiful women in the world. One of yes, them. Sophia, Sophia Lorenz, another who I've had the pleasure making a movie with, so I know what she looks like. She's gorgeous. Sophia Loren has a face that's just 
So hold on, I want to do some more like bragging real quick. So besides about breaking, you? no, I don't ever <laughs> brag about me. About oh. breaking, besides breaking Bonaducci and producing all kinds of shows, you guys have also seen Gretchen on. She's been on Oprah, Phil Donahue, The Love Lounge, The Other Half, Biography, Doctor Phil, The Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch. I don't know if that show's still on. Is that show still on? I'm not sure. So. I, don't I don't think, think so. that one's on, but it was huge at the time. Million Dollar Listing, Inside Hollywood, Ex-Wives of Rock, Beverly Hills Pawn, E! True Hollywood Story, Hollywood Hillbillies, and she was the winner of Gimme My Reality Show, which was a Fox thing, right? It was a Fox reality, yep. That was amazing. I was up against a bunch of D-listers, and but they all came from big shows like American Idol, uh, Baywatch, Kato Kalin was on, um... Susan Olson, who, you know, she's kind of more iconic and she, she kind of uh, supersedes that sort of level. Yes. But anyway, I was on the show and the concept was you had to shoot a show. And that was the, what the whole show was about, was shooting you, shooting your show. And then America got to vote and somehow I won. And I never in a million years thought I could win. So I just made a complete jackass out of myself on TV. So I'm like, I can't win this anyway, so I might as well just have fun. And somehow I won. It was amazing. That's why, though. You had fun because you were just having fun. Now, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Okay. Isn't our show the most fun out of all the other (laughs) ones? You know, I will tell you, I've never felt more relaxed and having this kind of fun with people. You make everybody feel so comfortable. I did a radio show a couple weeks ago. It was a complete train wreck. Oh, my God, disaster. I got on, and he just kept making statements. He never asked me one question. Like, he's yeah. like, oh, David Cassidy's last words were so much wasted time. And I go, uh, uh-huh, yep, yep, that's what he yeah. said. Uh-huh, well, he, yeah. He was, in, he was interviewing himself. We are not an interview show. We're a conversation show. Yeah. <clears throat> like I tell Jimmy, please tell all our guests. I want them to feel they're in Brooklyn, in my house, in my kitchen, having coffee and Entenmann's crumb cake. I gotta throw that pizza in. I really feel like. <laughs> well, Brooklyn, well, in, your, in your case, we'll have in my house in Brooklyn, Brooklyn pizza, or better still, we'll get Ferraro's pizza over in uh, Mafiaville. Where the hell is it? Where all the hoods go. The best pizza in the world. But anyway, that's what we try to do with our guests. And now they're trying to copy us a lot of shows, and it just doesn't come across because they don't have the. The, the, the honesty and the warmth that we have. We do not blow smoke up anyone's ass in the show. We will not let you come in and go crazy and only bullshit about your things like that are not important because guests don't like it. People that love you today, they're going to love you to death. They already do. Believe, they're all talking wait about it. I can't wait to see the hits we get. You sold at least two books wait, since we've been because, here. <laughs> because you are so open and so honest and so beautiful and so interesting, and you're not full of yourself. And that's what's yeah. nice about you. You're a regular go- a girl. That's as, all I want to be. I, I want to contribute to society. I feel, again, so blessed that I've had this life. And even though I have a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of celebrity, I really try to use it for doing good things. You know, I'll show up to anyone's charity. I know for the general public, it doesn't matter that I'm there because it doesn't. I'm not a big enough name. But still, the fact that they invited me and I can go and help, especially with animals, like I've done so many animal charities, that's what I want to do. We love that. Yeah, yeah, but wait a, wait a second. You have a name. Your name is not Joe Schmo from Kokomo, who's nobody. You know? <laughs> Actually, wait a second. I like that I, name better. I think I'm going to uh, change wait. it. <laughs> I'm never going to compare myself to Johnny Carson. Never. But Johnny Carson was the king of television. 
But Jimmy and I are the kings of what web, is shows. web, web shows. Web shows. <laughs> We're the, right now, you're on the number one web show in the world. Four and a half million people are watching right now. No, but not right now. Through syndication. From all over the world. Little shit-ass Ronnie from Brooklyn and little shit-ass Jimmy from Palm Beach, Florida. Look who we are. <laughs> so hey, let's go. So, so let's wait ask a second. The point, the point I'm trying to so. make is, in our own right, we are somebody. More than we would have been had we stayed where we were raised and lived like the rest of our friends. Yes. So you are somebody, my dear. Never say you're a I little this you. or a little that. I think you're, you're like the big. coolest shit ever. First of all, uh, we put uh, the Hollywood Digest is great friends of ours. Thank you so much. And they post all the stuff for our guests, which makes us look really big and terrific. And your your actual article, I went and shared it this morning onto Twitter, and it had thousands of likes on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, people like people love you. <laughs> Sweet. You know what? In May, in May, I'm going to interview you for Celebrity Cafe. Woohoo! Uh, I'm in. Th Can we drink? <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a it's a telephone interview. It's not a visual. Oh, okay. And, and <laughs> then I can. <laughs> Celebrity Cafe has as many readers as People Magazine. It's the web show. It's the oldest. It's the yeah. oldest celebrity online magazine publication, and I'm on it to be one of their writers. And we're, we're, we write for it. I just yeah. finished doing Lainey Kazan and Sally uh, Kirkland, a whole bunch of people. So hold on, though. So okay. I, I probably could. So do we'll you, get wait, you. Wait, hang in. on. About May, I will contact you sometime in May. I'm we're going to see her a lot. We're going to see her in two weeks at the Oscar Gala. You guys, it's Samira's Network Oscar Gala. You're coming. It's on February. Yes. It's on oh, February twenty fourth. It's on February 24th. You guys can go to OscarGala.org to get tickets for it. Um, Gretchen's going to be there. Uh, Chad Lindbergh, Eileen Shapiro, Tom Sizemore, Corey Feldman, Robert Craighead, Adrian Wilkinson, Ron and I, Caroline wait, Williams, wait, 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 wait. TJ Storm, Christian Kane, Richard Grieco, Ray Wise, Michael Copan, and like 100 other celebrities. And, and uh, we're walking the red carpet with our good friend. Who? Sean Kanan. Oh, yeah. Sean Kanan's going to walk and the red carpet. And his wife, Michelle. I'm going to ride it. Yes. So it's going to be a good party. Now, who are you wearing? Uh, I think I'm going to wear Paula, too. Do you guys know Paula, too, from no. Beverly Hills? Oh, no. they'll Sounds be at awesome. the party. Oh. You guys are going to love them. Patrick what, what, and Paula are my what, closest what? friends. I'm not sure yet. I have to go into his boutique. He has a, a boutique in Beverly Hills, and uh, I'm going to look through his new collection and pick something from that. So and don't be wearing a policy. Remember now, you're dark haired, so you want to look vibrant. Yeah. A beautiful red. A beautiful she looks so good in red. That's the red. She's in red on the promo that we did for the show. She looks gorgeous. All brunettes. Jane Russell wore red. I mean, gentlemen. So hang on. Blonde. So also remember, you got to let me know because there's also another party. You guys Wednesday night, the 20 at the info list pre Oscar soiree at the Sky Bar at the Mondrian Hotel. And you got to get back to me if you want to go to that. That's and a good event. No, that's a good one. That's another it's, red it's carpet big, one. It's a big shot event. A lot of a lot of biggies are there. And we have a lot of fun because we get a little high and crazy. <laughs> we drink. You gotta admit it. So, all right. <laughs> we've, we've only got a couple minutes left, so let's do this. First of all, let's do some hypotheticals. Okay, so you're a okay. band. First of all, what is what's what's your band's what's the three most favorite songs to play as an '80s cover band or most requested? Okay, definitely. I melt with you, Modern English. I love rock and roll, Joan Jett. Joan Jett, yes. Anything by Journey, people go yes. crazy. And they also love Jesse's girl, always big. Oh like, my God, I, Rick Springfield! Uh, I love Rick Springfield. Right. <laughs> they love it. Those, so that was really four, but yeah, those are the ones that everyone you can get everyone on the dance floor 
with any okay. of those songs. And if you were going to, and if you were going to like go and and play with any, there was going to be a huge festival, and you could play with anybody that you haven't played with before. Who are three acts that you'd be like, okay, I want to play with these '80s acts? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Depeche Mode. Oh yeah. Outhouse. Um, and I love Yaz. Alice oh my god, me too. Yeah, situation. yeah, she would be fun. That'd be cool. Situation. I haven't a clue. So I love. I I love Dallas and Moye, all her solo stuff I have, and I used to love Yaz. They had the big song "Everybody's Situation," which was yep. a huge, huge hit back in the day. And um, Depeche Mode, like especially when they first came out, like "People Are People," "Blasphemous yeah. Rumors," Depeche Mode. That was like the best. <laughs> Yeah, Enjoy the Silence was such a great album. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I love the 80s. I just think it was the best music. Now, you have to take the hair bands out because I don't care for any of those. But the the uh, uh, all the 80s new way was so good. Um, Flock of Seagulls and Duran Duran and Depeche Mode and, uh, uh, oh, gosh, I love the goth people a lot. We used to do a little bit of goth, but it never goes over well, like Sisters of Mercy. yeah. Hey. Enjoy yeah. the silence. I know. Enjoy the silence. That's Depeche Mode. But you have to remember, I, I saw Sisters of Mercy back in the day. You have to remember one thing. In the 80s, I was in my 40s. So it was very hard for me to boogie on down. But in my 60s and 70s, I rocked. But when I got to be 80s, I thought, you know, cool a little bit. I still like the temptation. Wait, how you know? come you don't like the hair bands? I would have thought you kind of liked the hair bands. Uh, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I thought she meant hair bands for her head. No. No. I didn't. I don't like. I mean, so no, mo no Motley Crue. No, 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 no. Or no, Poison no. or none of that. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't think that's good music. But that's just me. I mean, I get that millions and millions of people love it and it's great for them. But no, I, I was way more New Wave and The Cure and The Cult. The Cure and The Cult. Oh my God, those. Oh are my, the yeah, Cure is the best. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love The Cure. I saw him in concert in New Orleans in the 80s. It was fabulous. I must just have Like been Heaven is my favorite song to do. Oh my God, Just Like Heaven is such a yeah. good song. Yeah. Oh uh, my you gosh. know what else I like to do is Till Tuesday, Voices Carry. That goes oh up God. really big too. People like that. I love Till Tuesday, and this is the coolest thing because I tweet with her, Amy Mann, once in a while. I love Amy Mann to death. Oh, she doesn't follow yeah. me back, which upsets me, but I would never say anything it's bad her, about her. her so her, her first solo album that she did when she left Till Tuesday had a song on it called Mr. Harris, and it was all about a May-September relationship about a guy and a girl where the girl's really young and the guy's like uh, silver hair. Darling, you're not really young. And, uh, I know, well, <laughs> but I love – I absolutely love – the whole album, and I love that song, Mr. Harris. To me, it's like one of the greatest songs ever. And Amy Mann, I mean, I know she's had great success now, you know, okay. doing soundtracks and all these other things. Yeah. But I wish Chill Tuesday would, like, get back together and, like, do, like, a reunion tour or something. And it would be the coolest thing ever. Did you see her at the White House? Uh, Obama invited her, and she did a lot of songs from Magnolia. She did the soundtrack for that movie. So great. Incredible singer. Incredible lyricist. She's just yeah, she's she's incredible. Love oh her. My God. We would get along so good with music taste. I like love everything that she. I I do like some of the hairband stuff. Um, well, that's because she's she's a little younger than you. Actually, are. just because. Um, How old are you? 50, I'm fifty four. Fifty four. Like oh, I'm no, friends. I'm friends. Like I'm I. I always age. liked Rat because I'm friends with Bobby Blotzer and he's the drummer for Rat. And so I always kind of like liked Rat and, and some of those bands. But I like the New Wave stuff way better than I like the rock stuff. Well, it's I know cool. a lot of the hair band people just personally from, you know, events and stuff right. that I've done. And I love them all. They're so sweet. So I hope they're not offended that I don't like their music. I know, they will. I like but them. I, they're cool. 
I'm far luckier than the both of you. You know why? Why? I, I knew the music of the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, up to today. I'm 78 years old. So I've been around a lot of music all my life, and I'm lucky enough to have met so many of the great, great performers like Johnny Mathis, I, I know and I love him. Um, there's just so many great performers out there. Uh, so who's, my, wait, wait, I got to mention my love, my sweet girl. If I remember her name, we are family. Oh, he loves Sister Sledge. Sister, oh, Sledge. Oh. Sister Sledge, yeah. yeah She's I, a dream. Did I you, love it. Did you ever meet her? Yeah, did, you ever stories. Meet? Did, did you Have you written a book about all your Hollywood experiences? Because they want me to. They want, they want, I, will, I will soon. But Kat, I have to say, Kathy Sledge, I love you, Kathy, and I miss not living in Pennsylvania being your neighbor next door. Um, Kathy Sledge is one of the most talented, beautiful voices, lovely, beautiful, gorgeous, sweet, terrific women. Uh, quick, quick story, I love you, Gretchen. Kathy. So we went to a movie premiere when we lived in Pennsylvania, and it was, an, it was a TV series, a new love TV her. series in Philadelphia. And so Ron and I were separated, and we were networking and meeting everybody and having a good time. And all of a sudden, I hear him screaming, Jimmy, Jimmy, come here, come here, Jimmy, Jimmy. And I went over there, and he's jumping up and down, and he's like, meet this. This is Kathy Sledge from Sister Sledge. We are family. I mean, the guy meets, like, Academy Award winners and A-list, biggest people on the planet all the time. And he never has a freaking reaction whatsoever. And he meets Kathy Sledge from We Are Family, and he was like a two-year-old in a candy store. It was hilarious. Because I love her. I love her music. And then I invited her, she and her husband to our house for dinner. And she said, would you mind if I brought – get ready for this one. Hang on to your panties. Um, would you <laughs> mind if I brought Patty LaBelle and I fell down on the floor because oh he loves God. Patty LaBelle Patty too. LaBelle is right. my idol. So That's I absolutely a had a heart attack. And we had, and she was of actually Kathy Sledge was our our very first television episode of the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell. Kathy Sledge was our guest. Yeah, she was our very first guest when we sweetie. went from radio she to TV. Is, she is one of the nicest human beings that the, the, the aliens ever made. All right. <laughs> so we have, you know who I had at my house for dinner one night? Oh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh, Lemmy Kilmeister. I met him at the Dance oh, Star USA that? Awards. Who's that? He's a he's a rock god. He's like yeah, a rock he's god. Like, he's like a, a god, like unbelievable. And so I got invited to walk the red carpet at the Dance Star USA Awards with uh, Paris Hilton and Nick Carter and like all these people. And and Lemmy was there, and I got to meet him, and I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, I can't even believe it. You know, well, that I, I actually to meet before him. I got there, I had to. Nothing with onions, like so I made. I love to cook, so I made like a big meal. So I had all the things he didn't like. I had to have a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> there was like all these things that I needed for him to come over. It was worth it. It was fun. Oh no, it would be the coolest thing ever. So let's uh, do one more hypothetical question. Um, okay. Since you ha you have been in a movie, because I saw you were in a movie. Uh, uh oh, this one's not going to be good. <laughs> um, Don't worry, I got America's one, Deadliest Home Video oh, or something. I was say that one <laughs> uh, that's okay I, in no. general let's say uh, let's say you could you're an actress now and you could because you've done a whole bunch of stuff and you're on tv you could be in any film that's ever been made and play any character what movie would you have liked to have been in as an actress and who would you like to star opposite what male uh person would be that's fun for you so to star and they could be living or dead so easy it has to be gone with the wind i would love to be vivian lee and gone with the wind oh um, my God, and, how cool um, Let's see, the male lead, oh, I guess, um, uh, oh, 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 who's the guy that was killed in the car crash in the Corvette? Uh, he was in Giant. James Dean. Yes. I would like to be Vivian Lee, and I would like James Dean to be my 
Red Butler. <laughs> but James Dean was gay. So wouldn't well, have gotten far. You wouldn't have gotten that's far. That's okay. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, I'd still like to, you know, have had an interaction. <laughs> Shouldn't have to sleep with but, everybody. But we, we all have stinkeroos. I have a film called Croker that my friends buy and they sit and they go hysterical laughing at. It's like an evening of goofing on Ron. The, I'm yeah. good. Film is so bad, uh, but well, I was. I'm, I'm just not a good actress. That it wasn't that the film was bad. I it was the first time I'd ever done a movie. Uh, Danny had just been arrested, and um, we had to get permission to leave the state so he could film this movie. It was like a low budget uh, indie film, kind of one of the first indie films ever. And so they offered me the part to play his wife, which I was his wife at the time. So I thought, okay, I could do this. I think I could do it. But it meant I had to be topless, which I was not comfortable with, but I ended up doing it anyway. And it was like so horrifying. I don't even want to see that. I bet my boobs looked so, it was before my boob job. So it was probably not. Good. Yeah, but wait a minute. They gave you 500 bucks extra for showing boobs. Did they? Oh, Maybe not back then. I don't think I got paid at all. <laughs> no, to, today, if an actress shows up. In those indie films, you usually get like 500 five, bucks more now to yeah, show your a friend, boobs. A friend of ours just did a nude in the film and she got a uh, 1000 A bump. They call it a bump. It just depends on what they negotiate. Because she showed her whole naked body. Anyway, well, you know what I'd like to do? maybe not act because I'm not sure I'm very good at it as much as I want to be. And I try to learn, but maybe I'll just be stunt boobs. Maybe if I don't have to show my face, I can just be the stunt boobs. I love it. All right, everybody. So we're going to have to go. So Gretchen Bonaducci is in social, mon- uh, social media as Gretchen Bonaducci. You can follow her on Instagram. You can follow her on Twitter. Um, it's G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N-B-O-N-A-D-U-C-E. We're going to see you soon. I can't wait to actually see you again live and in person. Um, anytime you got anything cool to promote, let us know. We'll have you come and, back. And when you come to Palm Springs, contact us. We'll have you over. I would yeah, love to come for so dinner. Much. And, and I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll make pizza for your boyfriend. Oh, oh, but not for me. I see how this goes. <laughs> no, 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 no. For you, whatever you want. I mean, you know, usually the girls eat nothing. They come here, they eat a salad, and that frustrates me. But wow. the guys, the guys eat like cake. Huh? No, the guy. Salad, bring me a piece of pie. I don't. There you go. She likes. She loves it. All right, everybody. So that's Gretchen Bonaduce. Gretchen, thank, thank you, you so much. Bye, 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 Gretchen. Good you luck. Like, love it. Bye, She's fabulous. Bye, bye. See you next week. Absolutely. Night night. Um, so then, um, I, I I don't know. Oh, I don't know how we. I think you can hang yourself up. Just hit the like red button that ends. Oh, okay. I'm trying. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you gotta love it. All right, everybody. We're, we're off the air. No, we're not off oh, the we're air. Still on the air. Okay, no, she doesn't. Um, she doesn't. Also, she doesn't. Oh, bye. No, she she bye, did it herself. Thank you. What an interesting lady, and she was very open and honest. I like that. But Danny Bonavucci, I'm Italian too. Danny Bonavucci, uh, when I met him years ago, he was a very down-to-earth regular guy. He was nice. I liked him a lot. I'm happy he's happy now when all's going I, well. I guess I met him when he was married to her because that's how many – I met him about 40 years ago. Maybe He was a kid. He was maybe like 19 or 20. Okay, so hang on. So everybody listen up, too. We're going to the Oscar Gala. It's on February 24th. Um, it's in Universal City. If you want to go and you live in the area, go to OscarGala.org, and there's a link to hit on events, and you can actually buy tickets if you'd like to go. There's going to be over 100 really cool celebrities there. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. 
We also want to let everybody you know you can hear the Jimmy Star Show every week on W4CY Radio. We're on from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time or 3 to 5 Eastern time. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A. Hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbeam, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, and Spreaker on television. We're on Vimeo, YouTube, Roku, and Comcast On Demand, and Twitch. We're adding Twitch. Um, so you can see us on all of those. Um, let's do a little quick conversation with our man, uh, Scott, real quick. Scott, you there? <laughs> yes, I am. So some of the people in the chat room said they heard the music, and some of them didn't. So I'm not sure. D, maybe you can chime in too, because we got to call our next our next guest in okay, three minutes. So what happened was is that if you're looking at the video, then yes, you could hear it. But if you were just listening to the audio, you couldn't hear it. But we figured it all out, and we're gonna be able to hear it on both ends. Okay, good. So then we're gonna play a different Gretchen Bonaduce song just so people can hear it. Oh no, we can't. We have to play the Art of the Dead trailer. Because that's the movie that our next guest is going to be on, is in. So we're going to play the Art of the Dead trailer, but we got another uh, two minutes before we have to call. I, I have her. to yeah. say, it was I, I enjoyed that movie. Yes, yeah, it's a good movie. <clears throat> I thought. And she's gorgeous, and she's super gorgeous, and she uh, she looks like Kim Novak, young Kim Novak. There you go. I wonder if she knows who Kim Novak is because she's pretty young. You know, I hate this world I live in. I mean, I know everybody, and nobody knows who I know. What am I? Let's dead? just ask. Let's ask him. You thought he was a kid. Do you know who Kim Novak is, Scott? Uh, I can't say that I do, but Jimmy, I have to tell you, the fact that you're a Motorhead fan blows my mind. I love it. <laughs> yeah, anytime I get to meet any like rock legends, like I hung out with, um, who's the guy from uh, Guns N' Roses? Steven Adler. I, I got I got to hang out with Steven Adler and went to dinner with him one time. Um, anytime I get to like meet all those people, I mean, Lemmy is such an icon. Ron doesn't know him, but like it doesn't even get any bigger than that. Oh yeah, I was um, so sad when she said she wasn't an '80s hair uh, hair metal baby, and I'm just like, oh, that's so sad. Okay, so who do you like that's '80s hair metal? Who do you actually like a lot, Danielle? Ooh, I got um, the Danielle. <laughs> I guess Queen is more '70s. It is more '70s, but I love ACDC. I saw ACDC with Poison. Um, Death Leopard, White Snake. Um, yeah, I like all those. I like White Snake a lot. Oh, I know. White Snake is one of my favorites. Hold on, and Scott, what about you? What kind of music? Do, like, do you listen to any '80s music? I do, but most of it's all you know, uh, classic rock, hard rock, heavy metal. I mean, that's <laughs> you, you were talking about Rat earlier. Um, you know, I've I've hung out with Stephen Piercy, so you know, I know all those guys. They'd be a band that I love. Metallica. That's that's my wheelhouse. Motley oh, yeah, Crue one of my favorites. Metallica, the guy from Metallica, has the biggest, coolest horror collection on the planet. One of those guys. I don't know which one, but I read it in a magazine. I know it was one of the guys from Metallica. <laughs> James H Hetfield. James Hetfield. Oh, yeah, right on. Right on. Yeah, he's got a fucking awesome one. All right, so we're going to call our next guest. So here's what we're going to do, everybody who's watching and, and checking it all out. We're going to play the actual trailer for the film Art of the Dead, of which our next guest is the star of the film. Her name is Alex Reinhardt, and then we're going to try and get her on the phone, and hopefully it all goes smoothly. So here it is, everybody, the trailer for the brand-new horror film Art of the Dead. Richie, Elizabeth, come see what I got. So raw, so primal. And finally, the highlight of tonight, a stunning collection of these seven masterpieces. What do you think, Gina? Yes, I know, last chance. Do we have any other bidders? Well, it is for a good cause. And sold to the Wilsons. Seven paintings, seven sins, all represented by Anna. I've tracked these paintings for years, and every owner 
that has had them in his or her possession has disappeared or worse. If thy eye offends thee, you have to give me the Wilson's address where those paintings were sent. I need you to leave my gallery before I call the cops. Call the police and I'll tell them you're responsible for what happened to Murray Trenton last night. <laughs> oh my God! what I call a masterpiece. Okay, you guys, we're back on. All right, everybody, that's Art of the Dead, the trailer for the cool horror movie Ron and I went and saw in Beverly Hills a few weeks ago, and now we have one of the stars of the film on the line. Her name is Alex Reinhardt. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. So let me do introductions for everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, honey. Now, is it necessary to see? Uh, what? Take off the glasses. You're so beautiful. I want everybody to oh, see. Oh, I like the glasses. No, there. Now you see my Kim Novak. <laughs> no, now you see Kim Novak. Now you see my beautiful movie star. No, men don't make passes at girls that wear glasses. I bet they make passes at her. I love the glasses. I no, think they're no, fabulous. No, I think without the glasses. Look, her, look. Now you see the cheekbones, the beautiful eyes. You know, I was so impressed with you in that film, your acting and your beautiful face and the way you staged yourself. You were very professional. Most of those films stink. You know, they're, they're amateurish and the people don't know how to act and they don't hit their marks and... You know, you could a veteran like me, fifty-eight years in the business, I could see everything wrong in the film. Your your performance was great. I didn't find one thing wrong with you. You kept your voice level. You really acted well. You weren't overly done. You weren't uh, corny. You were you were totally natural. And let's and finish I, introducing her though before like you do all of that. What we introduced her? Didn't no, we? we have to like say hi to everybody. It's like we have a chat room full oh. of people. There's like almost every country on the planet. And uh, Dave Hughes, who's our resident perv, wants to know who you are because of how beautiful you are. <laughs> Her name is Alex Reinhardt. He's in the UK, and he comes in, and, and, and every time we have a beautiful girl, he, he makes nice comments, but he's yeah, just but, still our resident perv. But, but he's a pig because <laughs> he's, ma he's married, and he's just a terrible guy. And they're all talking about how oh, he just wrote he's in love again. Forget Sadie. <laughs> Do you know Sadie Katz? She's one of our favorite people in the world, and Sadie she's Katz. a horror movie actress icon. Uh, and she was she's she's in a bunch of cool films. And I, he, I just did a movie with her, and he just replaced you with her. But anyway, we've also got our people behind the boards. We have uh, we have um, Scott, who's in Pennsylvania. Scott, say hi. Hey, hey, hey. You can't see him. You can just see him and uh, see, hear him. And then we have Danielle, who's in West Palm Beach. So say hi, Danielle. Hello, hello, hello. There oh, you go. Nice. That, that was, was good, that was Danielle. Good, good, Danielle. Very good. So, you guys, this is Alex Reinhardt. She's an actress, a transplant to L.A. She's incredibly talented. She's incredibly gorgeous. Um, like I said, she was in the film that we saw in Beverly Hills. It's called Art of the Dead. Stars Tara Reid, Richard Grieco, uh, Sarah French. I'm bringing up just because we know her. Uh, Jessica Morris, Robert Donovan, who's also going to come on the show. But you actually are like the lead person, really, like in the film, and you did an excellent job. So, how long have you been in Hollywood? When, how long ago did you move, and where did you move from? Three years I've been here. 
and I'm from Iowa. Ooh, go Hawks. <laughs> I, I almost went to Upper Iowa University on a tennis scholarship, and I was like, there's just no way I'm going to school in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some people who come from California. There was a girl my in my freshman year who was living right next door to me, and she's from Miami. I didn't understand that. I was like, why are you here? Why Why are you in Iowa? There's so many cool things where you're at. But and I was born, I was actually born in Miami. So what did your family think of you packing up and like taking off to live the Hollywood dream? Um, well, my mom, she actually was an actor when she was my age and she didn't move out to California, but she did theater and improv. So she was totally on board. She's a dreamer like I am. My dad's more of a realist. So he took a little bit more. More uh, to get going. Yeah. A little bit more getting used to it, but they're very supportive. I love Uh, it. Are they pushing you for marriage and children so they could have grandchildren? (laughs) You know what? Uh, no, not really, actually, thank goodness, because I don't see that really happening anytime soon. My sister just got married, though, on the other hand, so... Let her have the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you'll take you'll take the Oscar, let her have the kids. <laughs> I, I she like froze. I know she's go. okay. Now you're back. So tell us a well, little wait, bit... Of, oh, I want to talk a little bit about the film you're in. It's yeah. a ve- very interesting... But first, let me go back to how I met Richard Grieco. Okay, I went into the men's room to pee. And as I'm peeing, Richard Grieco came next to me and he began to pee. And as he was peeing, I said, listen, my name is Ron Russell. I have a TV show. I'd like you to. He thought I was out of my mind. I'm promoting and getting I'm booking him on the show while the both of us are peeing. Now, he (laughs) now this is the truth. Richard will tell you. So we stopped peeing. Now we're at the sink. I don't let up. I said, I'm not kidding you. I'm not hitting on you. I'm not crazy. I want you to come on our show. So he just looked at me like I was nuts. And then as I kept speaking to him, he understood that I wasn't some kind of a weird gay pervo that was going to pick him <laughs> up while he's peeing. So he then consented and said, yeah, but I haven't heard from him. Have you approached Richard? Mm-hmm. He's going to be at the, uh, the Oscar party we're going to. Oh, good. Then I'll really torture him in the bathroom so again. So let me ask you a question. Did you even know? Because you're very well, young. He's my piss partner, so he's got to come on the show. Let me ask you a question, Alex, because you're very young. Did you even know who Richard Grieco was? Because you're not really from the generation of Booker and like he was you on know, 21 but, Jump Street but he and Booker. Made, he made, you know, these people made movies. If you watch Turner Classics, you'll see so many movies of great stars. And this is what I love about Europe. In Europe, you Italy especially, talk about an opera. They know who sang it a hundred years ago. They know everything. They they revere people. America is disposable. I mean, legendary people that I have met no friends of mine that say they couldn't get work. I'm talking about Cliff Robertson, Academy Award winner. She's young though. She might not know who any of She knows who I'm Cliff asking. Robertson is. I bet not. Do you know who Cliff Robertson is? No, right? No, I do actually. Oh, okay. I do, but I, I didn't actually know who Richard Grigo was. Like no, Booker but, and Twenty One Jump Street were like huge. They were like the Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One, you know, of do, my generation. Do, do you know who Jane Russell is? Yeah. Okay, Jane was a good friend of mine, a buddy. We hung. So I said to her, you know, I can get you work. She said, Ron, I can't. I don't remember lines, and I'm deaf. <laughs> she said, and nobody wants me. They wanted me when I was beautiful, glamorous, and sexy. What are they going to do with an old lady? And I said, you're not an old lady. You're a beautiful. 89-year-old woman, but she, she just felt that uh, the business passed her by. So wait, go back wait, wait, to wait, Art my of the question, Dead. My question. So how do you feel about that? About, like, 
being old and working in films 30, 40 years from now? Oh, I would love that. I, I think that's so cool. I mean, I just, it really shows how passionate you are about the craft. If you, if you just do it for life, right? Like, it's a, it's a life. So, so you would play a grandmother. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're not, you're not vain. Like a lot of stars, they, they wouldn't play. Lana Turner had trouble playing uh, a mother to Sandra D. Because I knew Lana Turner, and she just thought that she was too young looking. <laughs> Sandra D's mother in the film Midnight Lace. No, no, uh, not Midnight Lace. Uh, I forgot the that was Doris Day's film. Anyway. Uh, so hang on, go back. So, so all know, of the dead- egos, egos sometimes get in the way of, of, of uh, a good job. Yeah. Uh, I actually was like, she was like, I would love to come out there and do like a dream team duo with you. She was like, I would- but I don't know if I'll get any parts because I'm, I'm older and they always cast young women. I'm like, no, come here, live with me. No, it's yeah, not true. It's I'm, I'm 78. I just shot a movie with Sadie Katz called uh, Clown Road. And now I'm uh, doing Circus Road. Circus Road. And now I'm doing two other movies in the next couple of months. So, and I'm 78. So tell your mother it's never too old. That's right. She's just got to come out and do it. So I want to give props first to the Mahal brothers, whose movie Art of the Dead is that, that invited us because they're really like nice guys and yeah. and they've actually put out a ton. They're putting out a ton of really good material and and they make films that are not really highly budgeted with a t- whole lot of money, but the quality is way above other people's films. Like you know, I doing told doing the, the same thing. Hang the, on. The DP. We we come. You're segueing into where I'm going. Okay. The DP. The night of the uh, of the premiere, I told him was absolutely fabulous. His work is clear, beautifully filmed, centered. Doesn't get me dizzy. His camera told a story. He was brilliant. He that that little boy or little man is going to go places. So wait, wait. Do you like do you like horror movies? Like, do you watch horror movies? You know, I used to be like, deathly afraid of horror movies. I couldn't watch it. Yeah, but. Then I, I think in college I started watching um, the TV show Supernatural, and then I was able to kind of ease my way into it. And then all of a sudden, oh, hello, are you guys still there? Yes, we're here. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, then I was able to ease my way into horror movies, and then I just fell in love. They're okay, so- good. I love I, it's my favorite genre. Like I, I love horror movies, and you kind of are are, are at least for a, I mean breaking into acting through the horror genre is a terrific way to get started. Um, number one, because they always want talented actresses. You're very attractive, so that helps a lot. You've already kind of got a niche because I saw you did another movie called The Black Room with a lot of really famous people. Um, which we should tell everybody real quick. So she also is in a m- movie that came out in 2017, which would have been when you first got to Hollywood, practically. Yeah, it was the first year that I was here. It was actually pretty crazy because I auditioned for it, um, but it wasn't for the part that I got that I have in the movie now. Um, it was actually- Uh-oh. I just went on to LA Casting and would just submit to anything and everything, and I just got this random audition. It was one line, like three words. And it was a block audition. So it was from like two to four, anyone could show up and it was a group audition. And it was just to improv off of all the other people in this group scene. And when I showed up, no one else was there. And I was like, okay. like, um, And it was like 15 minutes went by and still like no one was there. I'm like, oh gosh, like I had another audition that I was going to later. And so I'm like, oh crap, I'll just 
like one woman wing show this thing. And I just got up there and did it. And they're like, wow, we love that. Like you got the part. And then like a week later, they were casting for a bigger part that I fit the description for. And they called me and they're like, Hey, you actually fit the description for this part. We loved what you did with the audition. What do you, what do you want to audition? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It's a bigger part. And so then I got, I got the part from just a one line audition. And this film has a lot of cool people in it. Uh, we know a lot of people in it. It's got Natasha Henstridge, which you know, uh, it has Augie Duke, who's a very good friend of ours. Augie, who just won Best Actress for her film. Um, it's got James Duvall, who was in our, who was on our show. Lynn Shea, who was on our show. Victoria Demare, who's getting ready to come on our show. Alyssa Dowling, who's getting ready to come on our show. Nick Principe, who's been on our show. Tiffany Shepis. Um, who who's also been on our show? So it's got like all these like iconic people in horror, and uh, and for like a kind of like a first film, that's like a really great film to to get into. Thank you. Years ago, years ago, when you saw a premiere film, they had a box in the lobby, which was a suggestion box for the people who saw the film to write what they thought was good or what was wrong with the film. I wish you would tell whoever's editing your film to please edit out the priest with the crucifix going up to the painting. That is so Bella Lugosi, Dracula, <laughs> 1932. It totally turned me off, and it gave me a, a, a bump in the film. I hated it. I thought that ruined so much of, of the mood of what he was doing. It was, to I mean, going up to a painting with a crucifix, it was just so stupid. It, they have to remove that. And even though he was a great actor... A good, uh, he's a terrific, a great actor. actor and a nice fella too. I think he's coming on. Yeah, he's he? going to be coming he's on. He's coming soon on too. also. But other than that, the film was beautifully done and and well. And you know what? People are going to think I'm crazy. I've seen horror movies where the jerks don't know how to run. Okay, they're being, they're, no, seriously, they're being chased by, now, I know the set is 10 by 20, okay? So you have to make it look like you're in a 100-foot room. So you have to know how to pace yourself to run. And that's what I was looking at with you, because you did a lot of running in this film, in this big house. And I said to myself, she runs beautifully. She knows how to run to look scared. No, seriously, I mean, there's a road, there's a movie that I saw where the girl was running up the road, and I thought she had, a, you know, go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> she was looking for a toilet. That's what I got from it, and because she was being chased by a killer clown, and it was just so. I mean, it wasn't believable like yours was. No, it was like she was running like she was hot and sexy. I can't, I can't explain it. It wasn't like yours. Yours was a young girl. <laughs> no, you were, you were a young girl who discovered things and was frightened and was trying to be not there. And that's what was good about what you did. So I suspect that horror movies is not going to be your forte. I think somebody's going to see you and snap you up and put you in a major film. And then when you're a superstar and I say hi and you look at me and say, who are you, you old creep? I'll say, don't you don't remember me? I love it. I actually agree with him. I think that horror is a great way for you to get started and it's get known and, and you can become a great horror actress. But I think you will also eventually branch out. You did another film called. Oh, Camp wait, hang on a second. I also suggested to a very dear friend of mine who's a big producer. 
who's making uh, three or four very good horror films, high quality, you know, a couple of million dollar films about you. And he's very interested in you. So you may be getting a call and you may be casted in one of them because I really we've been pushing you. And he trusts my he trusts my taste. He knows that I don't like I know shit from Shino. We always push everybody who we think is cool who's on our show. So anytime anybody comes to us, because people come to me often knowing that we know people from the show and that I can get in touch right. with the people without having to go any, through agents. Any, anyway, you may be in, in one of his so three films. Know. And that's good because I'm in those films. So we may, we may have a scene together, which would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I would enjoy that. That would be great. That would be fun. So also then, you have a film, Canaan Land. Is that a horror film? No, actually. It's a drama slash love story slash um, uh, interesting depiction of religion in today's society i love it because first of all this is another i mean you haven't had uh, tons of work but considering you're only there three years and you're in all these films and you have good roles in all these films this movie also has all kinds of famous people first of all it's got donna lee heising who's been on our show so i just mentioned her because she's been on our show it's got cindy williams from laverne and shirley lou gossett jr uh, Kathy Coleman, who's from Land of the Lost. I love that show. Um, Linda Carter, who was Wonder Woman. And it's got Sally Kirkland, who was a good friend of Ron's. Yeah, I love Sally. You know, when you do, when when they have the premiere of this film, the red carpet, invite us. Because I want to see the film, the drama you're doing. Has it, it hasn't come out yet, has it, Canaan Land? Oh, no, 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 no it hasn't. I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know. And- yeah, because I want to see, I want to see your work in a, in a drama. So we'll gladly come and see your film. So gladly. let's do some hypotheticals. You've been in Hollywood for three years. You're a movie buff. Let's let's do let's do two different hypotheticals. One, if you could be in any movie that you've ever would want to be in, what movie would you want to be in? And then then think about it as a horror movie. Also, what horror movie would you like to have been in? And what regular movie would you like to have been in? And then in the back of your mind, be thinking. Who's like a leading man that you think would be too, totally awesome to like act opposite? Go. <laughs> she, she froze. No, it's the, the, the frame froze. No, no, the screen actually froze for a second. Okay, so go. What, what movie would you like to be in? Yeah, I think the screen's freezing again. I need a, you know, it's going to, I need a little second here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so a movie that's already made. Correct. It could be any movie that's ever been made in history, so it doesn't have to be anything current. What movie would you have liked to have been in, and what horror movie would you like to have been in? And then who's the leading man that you would think would be totally cool to like act opposite? And who's a co-starring woman? We might as well go all the way. Ooh, okay. You okay. can answer in any order you want. Go. Okay. First thing that pops into my head, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. Because that was, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I love sci-fi and fantasy. And I've always kind of had this, like, dream of being an elf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good answer. That would really be hard to cast you as an elf. I don't think they ever will. <laughs> I doubt it. They could, though. Lord of the Rings had tall elves. Yeah, but she's too pretty and beautiful with a beautiful smile. Now they put these pointy ears no, on I, her. I know, but nobody would want to disfigure her that way. Okay, so go ahead. What's the horror movie that we want to be in? I have it. Um, oh my goodness! Oh, it's my mom's favorite horror movie, and mine as well. Um, it has the whole Jodie Foster in it, and the Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster in a horror movie? Yeah. 
It was a suspense movie where her daughter's locked in a in a, a room of protection, and she's a diabetic. No, but I've seen that. That's also good. Oh, that's Panic, that's panic Room. Panic Room, right? That's what I was. Oh. Jodie Foster in a scary movie. Yes, and then there's Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's a good movie. A very scary movie. That's a freaking awesome movie. Yeah, so I would say that that's beyond horror. I like that one. Okay, and so who's the male counterpart that you'd be like, oh my god, I'd love to act opposite this person? Okay. I, I kind of want to say Brad Pitt, just because he's done so many different um, characters. Could I do someone that... Well, I also think of this, this is kind of like weird, but I think Jack Lemon, if <laughs> if that yes. was yes, I love I love Jack Lemon. Yeah, I think that would be so much fun. <laughs> you know, I know I like Jack Lemon too. And in person, he was the sweetest guy in the world. He was a nice fella, as was Tony Curtis, because Tony Curtis was a good friend of mine. You don't know who he is either. No, I do. Oh, Some- you do know Tony Curtis. Some yeah, like it hot. Yes, there right. you go. I to- love Tony it. was the funniest man I, I have ever met. And who's a female that you would like to uh, act opposite of? And please don't say Meryl Streep, even if you if you want to say it, you can say it. But please, like Meryl Streep's so overdone. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, everyone would say that, you know. Um, no, Glenn, say Glenn Close because she's going to win the Oscar this year for The Wife. <laughs> that, that that's who I voted for, Glenn Close and the wife. She was brilliant. Study that movie. You could. I like Charlize Theron. Hang on, hang on. Study Glenn Close's eyes when they come in for the close-up. When they reveal the secret of her husband, you can tell the entire story from. I've never seen eyes tell a story in my life in film like Glenn Close. She was absolutely silently still, powerfully acting now that's an actress when you don't move when you don't do a thing but yet you're acting learn that craft that's so important did you see the wife you need to see the wife did you it's see really the good. wife it's a phenomenal movie oh dear movie. god are you an actress you didn't see the wife <laughs> oh please le- i mean i'm learning lessons from glenn close and i'm a guy i mean i mean i watched it it's and a I, fabulous i movie. saw her moves i mean she's she's absolutely beyond brilliant in it probably one of the greatest performances i've ever seen in film in my 78 years i mean she's really she really did this one and that's why she's going to win the oscar and if she doesn't win the oscar you're going to see me throw the table at <laughs> <laughs> You gotta like love it. I have to behave. We're at the Oscars, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna yell out, "No, no, Glenn Close is the winner, you motherfuckers! No, no!" <laughs> anyway, they'll, they'll kick. They'll kick me right out of the Oscars. Now you should actually, though. It, it really is. It's a great film. It's a great film. Everybody could learn from. It. It's a great story, and definitely you should like see it. It, it, it was brilliantly done. Everything about it was was incredible. The filming, the staging, the male actor was incredible. It was just, a, you know, when magic happens in a film and everything goes beautifully, that's what this film was. It was from beginning to end perfection. So, I don't see it again. I love. So it. how come you don't tweet? You have a Twitter. You guys can follow Alex on Twitter. It's at Alex underscore Reinhardt, R-I-N-E-H-A-R-T. She's only done one tweet since 2011, and that was to sound, telling everybody she was coming uh, on the show. It paused. Sorry, uh, there paused you go. 
That's okay. So you guys, why don't you, you need to tweet because you know, like you can get all kinds of acting roles and stuff by tweeting. That's how we get involved in everything. It's all done through Twitter. Yeah. Like, we meet people. You need to be on Twitter tweeting all the time. And then your Instagram, your Instagram, you're more active on Instagram. You're just Alex Reinhardt on Instagram, right? With yeah, no, but, with no I, underscore. I, I think Alex is word of mouth. Uh, all of us that tweet, we're pushing, you know, hard. But when you when you do work like she does, at least from the one film, I mean, she may stink in the next film. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, when the work that I saw you do, that's word of mouth. And that's how you're going to go places. Now, if ever they do the Kim Novak life story, you wearing a pure white wig short like she did behind the ears and the makeup, you could play Kim Novak in a minute to look like her, even her smile. Do you know who Kim Novak is? Oh, absolutely. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. That's actually unusual, though. That's unusual because we get a lot of people who come on who are significantly older than you, and they don't know who anybody is. So you're you're relatively well, well-groomed in movies and stars. You know, years ago when I had my TV show set the record straight where I interviewed all the great legends of Hollywood, I mean the big names, I used to go to colleges and do lectures. And I was at one college doing a lecture, and I was talking about – I forgot who it was. Let's say uh, – I forgot who it was. And this guy in front of me looked like a dead face. And I said, you don't know who that is. was Barbara Streisand. No, no, that was the question I asked. Oh, okay. I said, you don't know who I'm talking about? He said, no. I said, do you know who Barbara Streisand is? He said, I've heard of her. And I thought to myself, you know, our business is missing something because we do not teach young actors what the old, in other words, you're standing on the shoulders of Kim Novak and great actors and actresses, if you understand what that means, standing on the shoulders of. Do you understand what that means? Sorry, I paused again. I'm, I'm kind of up in the mountain, mountaintops where I live. Oh, okay. I said, <laughs> you, you young actors are standing on the shoulders of older actors. Yeah. And you could learn. And it's nice to know who they were and study them. Because every actor, Clark Abel brings something to the stage. Marilyn Monroe brings something to the stage. Every actor had a little bit of something that you could steal and use and, and become better and bigger. Don't be a see-through actress. Be an actress that has a personality that I could say, I'm casting, I want Alex, because she's got what I'm looking for. That's how you're going to be a superstar. Because the talent you've got, the acting you can, you can do the acting. It's just you have to do the selling. Yeah. And that's that's the most difficult. So do you have an agent? I have a commercial agent right now. Okay. But, and, but that that's that's it. I, I've gone through, you know, two managers, I think, since I've been here. And I've just found that I get most work on my own because yeah. I, you know, and I, so that's I the same with us. We get more work on our own than we do by having anybody I try to do it. I want to tell you the secret. Let me tell you a secret. Over the years, I've worked with managers to get their uh, stars on my show. They screwed it up every time and the star never got on the show. Now, I went to a cocktail party and I would say to the star, you know, how come you didn't come on my show? We couldn't work it out. Don't talk to my manager, Ron. Call me directly. Deal with me. He's an idiot. Managers can destroy careers, and I've seen it happen over the years. They absolutely can. They don't give you the right work or they don't push the right buttons. I don't know what it is. 
You nobody sells you better than yourself. Exactly. You pilot your own ship. You know how to sell it, where to go, and how to do it. And I believe that managers, uh, unless you're a super duper star and you need somebody to take the phone calls because the world is begging for you, <laughs> yeah. then you then you have a manager like a secretary because you can't handle. Have it. you done any commercials? Have we ever seen you in a commercial? Um, probably not. But I have done commercials. I've done like a, a regional midwestern commercial for uh taco john's i don't know if you guys have heard of taco oh john's. i've heard of taco john's yes so good i miss it i miss their potato lays Ooh, so good <laughs> um you can tell why i got the commercial i did not have that um and then i did a commercial for uh jeep um but i also think that was that was it was not national so um and then I did something international that was showing in Japan and stuff. It was for a laptop company, Lenovo or something. Lenovo. Okay. Oh, yeah, Lenovo. That's a huge this company. Is, this is good for your IMBD. All of this is good PSA, for your real. thing. Absolutely. No, I think yeah. it's like fun. I mean, I think you have to come out here. You have to like go balls out. Um, do whatever you can to like get the roles. The biggest thing is go to as many events and functions as you can so you get to network and meet people the same way you met us. And please, I beg you, and I know you never would because you are a stylish girl, do not wear a skirt that's a clit cover and have your boobs hanging out like all those girls at those red carpets we go to. They look they make hookers look sophisticated and they all think that they're going to get a job because some producer's going to think they're gorgeous. Meanwhile, they get laid and that's it. They never get a movie. And I, well, I'm dying to tell these girls, get rid of the gold lame platform shoes, the clip cover skirt and the boobs hanging out and the hair all on one side. You look like clones of sluts. It's not going to happen. Be a character, be a person, and I know that you, I'm sure. Classic. Whenever we see you, you're, you're a classic you're very beauty. Much a, very much a, a an American pie girl. We went to an info list. Uh, we went to an info list event, uh, red carpet for the. We went to a bunch of them, but one of them we went to. We met a, an actress. Her name was Adrienne Wilkinson, who's been in Star Wars and Star Trek and all kinds of things. I found. And her. she, um, she wore a long red. No, no. Let me tell it. I'm looking around this huge. Minutes, so do it quick. I'm looking around this huge room, and I see all these tomatoes in these little shitty dresses with the gold lames. Oh, they look like whores! And suddenly, I'm looking at Audrey Hepburn sitting down, the most classic beauty, in a gorgeous red gown to the floor with her hair up. I saw Audrey Hepburn. I went over to her and I said, "I have to. I'm gay. I'm telling you, I'm not hitting on you. I'm not some old dirty man." Uh, but I want you to know that you are so classically beautiful. You're Audrey Hepburn. You stand out from all these tomatoes that look like cheesy sluts. And she started to laugh. She said, well, I, I, I don't feel that. That's not who I am. And she became a good friend, and she's on our show. And turns out she's a very uh, active working actress who gets a lot of roles. So that the cheesy tomatoes, they get... Nothing. You don't want to be the girl who takes her top off or something in any movies. You want to be an actress, actress. Well, you know, sometimes, you... well, sometimes if the role calls for it. I don't like it when they do it to promote the movie because the movie stinks. So it's a titty movie, you know. But if for some reason she's being raped or abused and the dress is ripped and the boob falls out, that's natural. That's okay, normal. that's not what I'm talking about, though. What? There's a lot of actresses that all they, especially in the horror genre, the only thing, they get hired specifically because they'll take their clothes off only. 
They, and they have two lines, but they take their clothes off. You know, you need to stay the elegant, beautiful person that well, you are. Well, she knows because um, in her movie, you know who I'm talking about, who had that wonderful line, what about me, which I cracked up laughing. And I love her. She's a sweetie pie. She's one of the nicest people in the world. I'm not going to name her. You go see the film, everybody. But when she said, what about me, I broke out. I mean, it was just so... Not necessary, but so wonderful and funny. But well, we want you to be the, the classic, elegant actress that gets she cast is, for everything and stay her. that way. I know you're absolutely gorgeous. When we saw you, you were gorgeous. Your talent was amazing. Um, we want everybody to follow you in social you know, media. We sound like we're bullshit artists. I mean, we can't saying, help it. Today we had two gorgeous people I mean, who are super you know, talented. What can I like, tell you? I'm, I have a famous quote on my show. I blow smoke up no one's ass. I tell the truth. If I think you stink, I don't say anything. You know, what is the expression? If you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. And I live by that. But if you are young and you have something to offer this business, yes, I want to promote you because there's too much garbage in our business right now. Too much killing, too much blood, too much cheesy, vulgar sex, too much. What happened? No, I don't know. The voice of nowhere came in. (laughs) Anyway, we, we need people like you. Absolutely. I think it's fabulous. So everybody follow Alex in social media. It's Alex. And please underscore. go see the movie. No kidding around. I thought it was another one of those horror bombs that I had to sit through. T- I used to kill myself sitting through them. I mean, I wanted to get up and walk out, but it I shot very well. I couldn't walk out of some of the films I go to because we know the guys who did them. But this <laughs> film, I really enjoyed it. And I said to Jimmy, my God, there is a horror film that's good <laughs> after all. So follow Alex, you guys. She's Alex Reinhardt on Instagram, Alex underscore Reinhardt on Twitter. She's gonna start. Uh, fo- uh, she's gonna start tweeting more when Art of the Dead comes out. You definitely want to see it. Yes, Check out her other it. films when they come out. Kane and Land and The Black Room, I guess, is already out. Um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Wait, uh, and the Art of the Dead deals with the seven sins. So if you know the seven sins, you know the art of this film. And it's fabulous. And we wish you all the luck in the world with everything. And yes. anytime you got anything cool to promote, let us know and we'll bring you back. Yes. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for being so refreshing and amazing people. Thank you. No, you, you, you're so worth it. Absolutely. And, and thank and you for coming on our show, honey. All right, Alex. Good luck with everything. Bye. See you soon. See you soon. Maybe we'll be working together. See you yes, soon. you never know. We would love that. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. So next week, you guys, we're at the end of our show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank our guests, Alex Reinhardt and Gretchen Bonaducci. Uh, thanks, Danielle and Scott. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Danielle, give me a sexy goodbye. Goodbye, Ron. There oh you go. Oh, my God. If I was straight, I'd take a plane right to Florida to molest you. Chat room, oh everybody. God. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. We've got Eileen Shapiro, and we've got free dance, free freestyle dance artist Karina coming on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun, so we'll see you guys next week. And everybody have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Say goodbye to your 
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.